It's a Friday edition of Locked On Hornets. We rummage through the sicko satchel, answer some of your questions, and Doug gives his take on Mark Williams' sophomore season. All today, Locked On Hornets. You are Locked On Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. <laughs> It's Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free. We're available anywhere you get your podcast, and that includes YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NBA or enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA for a free water bottle with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. There's a man with a pair of Bird Dogs, a couple of them. That's Doug Branson. You can find his work on his Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, and you can listen to me, Walker Mail, on WFNZ every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. And it is Freaky Friday edition of Locked On Hornets, not only because we're going to have some fun, dig through the sicko satchel and all that good stuff, but I'm the one wearing the hat today, and Doug is not, and it is definitely Freaky Friday if that's happening. Well, it's a casual Friday. Um, it's a DJ Airhorn Friday. And Puff honestly, Walker, I, I did think about this um, because I thought, oh, I don't have my hat on. And, you know, I thought mm. it's Friday. I'm going to leave it off because sometimes you have to come on here onto YouTube and remind people that you're not pulling a Luke from Gilmore Girls, that you actually have some lettuce up top. Like, I still yeah. got it. I still, you know, it flows down, but I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to hide anything. I still got the lettuce up top. All right. Well, thank you for reminding us. And I don't know if anybody was ever really worried about it. We can see the hair. I don't, that'd be a wild haircut if you didn't have anything on top, but you had it all flowing down to the shoulders. Just got to, just got to remind folks, just got to let them know. I'm glad you did. All right. Speaking of reminding folks, we're here to remind folks that Mark Williams, we think is due for a big year. Now, Nada and I talked about this a couple of days ago when ESPN had their write up of sophomores that could break out this season. Tim McMahon, the only one that chose Mark Williams, which is fine. There are plenty of names to choose from. But, Doug, you feel like Mark Williams still is flying under the radar. In fact, he's so under the radar in the ESPN write-up of under-the-radar sophomores that could be key contributors, his name wasn't on it. So, Doug, why do you feel like he's so under the radar at this point? I don't know. That's really – I kind of want to unpack this with you and try to figure this out because, you know, he went to a big-time school. He went to Duke. Maybe that's part of it. Maybe if he goes to North Carolina or maybe if he goes to Kentucky. I don't know. Maybe there's like a Duke – a little bit of a Duke bias here when it comes to these Hmm. players. Maybe it was because he was drafted, you know, right there at the – I mean, well, I guess he was drafted outside of the lottery, right? He was drafted 15th overall. Yeah, one pick out. Yeah, so, uh, you know, maybe that's part of it. But I don't understand it because – uh, you know, physically, he's got all the gifts, huge wingspan. He makes big plays. Uh, now, some of those plays, I guess, did come at a point when the Hornets were an afterthought, Walker. I mean, what do you think about that? If if Mark Williams had started, if they had just said, if the Hornets had just said, all right, Mason, your your time on this earth as a member of the Charlotte Hornets starting center, they're, they're through. And game one, we're just going with the future. We're going all in on Mark Williams. Would he be as under the radar as he is right now? Um, I think maybe not quite as bit under the radar, but if you think about it, it goes back to 
our excuse for everything when it comes to players not getting a lot of attention. It's that the team isn't very good. They weren't very good last year, at least. And even with Utah, you're like, all right, well, it's Detroit. It's Utah. Those are the other centers that Mark Williams is battling against. Okay, but Utah, if you'll remember, they got off to a crazy hot start, a hot start when everybody was expecting them to tank it. And then they're, here they are in the top four. So they were a remarkable story. And Walker Kessler directly contributed to that. So that was a big moment. Totally got why Walker Kessler was so far up the ranks as far as who was getting most of the storylines. Jalen Duran, the Detroit Pistons, they're loading up on young talent. You know, Jaden Ivey, Cade Cunningham. Is it going to happen this time with uh, the other top five pick they had? I already already forgot his name. But you also have Jalen Duran rolling in. And so I could see why Jalen Duran playing immediately and contributing. I still like Jalen Duran, but that's those are a couple of the reasons why Mark Williams isn't a real rotation player until after Christmas. That's when he becomes a key part, gets injured even when he's a part of the rotation a little bit later into the season. And the Hornets aren't very good. All of that you bake in a cake and it comes out with under the radar Mark Williams, but at least one name, at least one person put Mark Williams up there. Uh, as a player to watch for. It's true. I mean, he did have big impacts in, in big games, and McMahon noted the 18-20 and 20 performance against you know your division rival, a good team uh, that, that ended up going to the finals in Miami Heat. So he, he has – it's not as if he only performed well against terrible teams. Now, one fair criticism that, – or not even a criticism, but just one fair observation that you could make about Mark Williams if you are – really putting the microscope on it, which I don't think a lot of national media are putting too many microscopes on the Charlotte Hornets. One observation you could make is that some of his best performances did come against teams that were either a little bit undersized at center or had centers that didn't really feel like, you know, banging around inside. I mean, that's, you know, Bam Adebayo didn't want it inside. He, you know, he wanted to hang around the free throw line. So, that's that's when Mark shined, and so his challenge this season is going to be can't you know as as the every night starter, um, he's going to have to you know perform uh, against all kinds of center rotations. My, my confusion though is that you're he's a sophomore, he's going to be the starting center of an NBA team that that does have some talent on the roster. It's not you know I don't think it's going to be a bottom dwelling franchise. Um, if everybody stays healthy. And, and yet I just don't think he's getting the same kind of recognition as even a Jalen Duran, as you mentioned. I, I think he's still getting some more. And and Mark Williams seems to have the kind of game that is hoopster attractive, that people like to write about. You know, he's he's focused on the defensive end, high IQ player, super smart, gets a lot of praise from from coaches, and, and you know, has a crazy, a crazy long wingspan and makes these crazy blocks. So like it just feels like he has some of the things that people are attracted to, and yet we're not seeing a lot of it. And I think you're right. It does come back to the fact that when your team is winning, people look at you and people write about you. And until that happens, you know, a lot of players on the Charlotte Hornets aren't going to get enough shine. Well, the problem, too, is that Mark Williams, while being a hoopster basketball player, Walker Kessler is better at what the hoopster likes than Mark Williams right now, or at least he exhibited that on a larger volume. So Walker Kessler took that away, especially with Mark not coming in until after Christmas. The other thing is Jalen Duran is not any hoopster guy that everybody loves. He's just fun to watch. I mean, he'll slam it home. He's a really fun passer. He does look like... He's the chiseled guy, the physical freak. 
So Jalen Duran and Walker Kessler, those are a couple of other other reasons. I, yeah, I'm with I, fig- you though, I figured it like, out. I figured it out. I know what it let's is. Hear it. It's the me. name. It's Mark Williams. I just he's got a he has got a like TV '90s TV sitcom dad name, mm-hmm. and I think that's the problem. I think Mark Williams is, and and I say this. I'm not, I, this is no offense to his family or his name. I say this as, as a person named Doug Branson, who also has kind of a, I think, a vanilla name. And, you know, when you when you don't have that, like, Shaden Sharp. Like, hey, you're not going to not pay okay. attention to a guy named Shaden Sharp. Even yeah. a Jaden Ivy. Like, the Jaden Ivy sounds really interesting. A Jeremy, well, we, you know, guys that we don't even know quite how to pronounce their name, but Jeremy Sohan. Like, oh, that's that's interesting. But then you yeah. go, Mark Williams. For sure. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, for sure. What do you sure, think about that? What do you think about that theory? Well, I, I mean, it's always going to be tough to compete with somebody named Walker. No doubt about it. And that's why Mark <laughs> Williams is falling behind. I completely agree with all of that. Let's go to the second segment. Coming up next on the Lockdown Hornets podcast. Next, Don't we rename Mark Williams. <laughs> we go through the lightning round of the sicko satchel. Lots of questions. Lots of questions. You guys have been writing them in the YouTube comment section. Maybe it's on Twitter. Maybe we haven't answered them in a long time, but we've been paying attention. We went back. We brought them here. So we will be answering those questions in just a moment. This episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs are pants and khaki shorts that make you look good because they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts that are made of this stiff, restricting cotton and bird dogs fix this issue by inventing a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and they're functional for really any occasion whether you're going golfing you're going on a date you're going just on any evening out going to the pool working out just lounging around you can even wear them to work that's how versatile bird dogs are Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA or enter promo code locked on NBA at checkout for free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. Coming up next, more locked on Hornets. Is locked on Hornets. But I have seen him go all That's the way up to number 10. That was, is there a warning? Do we I need to get trying, out of here? Okay, here's the thing. My, I don't know if you heard, but my watch went off, and I was trying to silence it, and then I accidentally hit ping the phone, and then the phone pinged, and, and now here we are. <laughs> I'm doing my best, man. It seems like you're doing your very worst. <laughs> well, sometimes. It seems like you're, I'm actively fighting you today to move to Sometimes move my best is my worst. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. All right, Doug, you are the keeper of the sicko satchel. And it's been a while since we brought it in the right way because you worked really hard on how we could bring it in with the sicko type of feeling that these writers, these commenters, these listeners want to feel when asking this question. So go ahead, Doug, bring us the sicko satchel. Come on, you shameful little sickos. Mm, Creepy every time. I've scoured the satchel, the YouTube comments, and I've got questions. I've got comments. We're going to start with yesterday's show, Thursday's show, and Marcel 
has an idea for this Buddy Hield situation. All right, Marcel's got it figured okay. out, Walker. He right, says, Marcel. he or she says, Rozier for Hield straight up. Pacers get the best player, and we get off his contract, get off of Terry's contract for another expiring one. Works for both teams. There you go. <laughs> Walker, who says no? <laughs> Marcel, I wish it was that easy. I love it. I love the idea in theory. I would think that the Pacers do not agree with you that the Pacers themselves were getting the best player in this deal, especially, especially when you consider contract. So, no, I don't think the Pacers are saying yes to this. I think the Hornets would absolutely say yes to this. And that's why the deal will not go down. You know, I'm frustrated. I'm on record on this show many, many times mm-hmm. with being frustrated with Mitch Kupchak's lack of action in the offseason. I can't imagine how frustrated people like Marcel are who think that it's that easy to get trades done, that that oh, he hasn't yeah, done anything. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that, um, yeah, I would, yeah, I would go mad. Out. I would go literally insane. I would be, you would have to lock me up in an asylum. If, if trades were that easy and, and Mitch wasn't doing it, then yeah, I would go insane. Yeah, he's going to have to be locked up in a Marcel because of how easy he thinks <laughs> trades are. No doubt about it. That's a sick quiet. That is a, that is definitely a sicko uh, <laughs> idea there, Marcel. We appreciate it. Um, Tsunami Daddy, uh, often in the sicko satchel, says, curious if you guys have thoughts about the potential return. <laughs> This is so sick. This is uh, gross. I'm feeling, you know, that so when you kind of, oh, when no. you almost vomit and you get that taste, like that's mm. this is how sick this name is going to be. Sick. Do you have thoughts about the potential return of Dwight Howard? Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Woo. Dwight Howard. <laughs> what are your thoughts on it? Um, Doug is throwing up. I don't even know if you need to answer that question. Anymore. I'm not throwing up because it's Dwight Howard. I'm throwing up because of the the idea of bringing back Dwight Howard. Um, it reminds me of the season that he was part of the Charlotte Hornets and reminds me yeah. of why Dwight Howard became a member of the Charlotte Hornets, not because they just were like, hey, here's a good idea. Let's bring in Dwight Howard. It was because – of a series of dominoes that led all the way back to signing Lance Stevenson and how wrong that went led to eventually Dwight Howard becoming a member of the Charlotte Hornets for one year. That's why I'm throwing up. Well, and and so that Dwight Howard season, we, we forget about it intentionally. So, but that was his last volume type of season. So that was the last time where he was a featured part of an offense And that was part of the problem. Nick Batum, Dwight Howard apparently didn't enjoy playing with one another. More so Nick Batum didn't like playing with with Dwight Howard. The idea was that Dwight could bring back his old self playing for Steve Clifford and uh, the team. While he had some moments, I mean, he did have some pretty crazy games. I believe he had a monster stat line and a Golden State win Mm -hmm. when he was here. Mm -hmm. It's just, you know, it's the classic, hey, we're going to throw it down to Dwight. He's going to post up. We'll be an inefficient offense and we'll lose a decent amount of games, but have a few fun moments with Dwight Howard, a basketball hall of famer, just not at that point at 32 years old. Yeah. The name makes sense because you've got Steve Clifford back with the organization. Uh, Steve Clifford was a Dwight Howard uh, acolyte. I mean, he was an apologist. I don't know if acolyte is the right word. An apologist for Dwight Howard would talk all the time about how smart of a basketball player he was. Um, especially as his sort of the physical gifts have started to uh, sunset, you know, he still manages to, to make some decent plays because he's just a smart basketball player. 
And so, I, I and they need, it's not as if center is not a position of need in terms of depth. Uh, you did just sign Nick Richards, and maybe you believe in Nick Richards and you don't see it as a, uh, a depth issue. But as we've stated on this show, and we're talking about Kai Jones and all the tomfoolery that's going on there, the Hornets are one, you know, back tweak, ankle injury away at the center position of having to rely on Kai Jones for big minutes. And right. so that's that's concerning. So it makes sense, but... I think you only consider that bringing someone like Dwight Howard in if you are serious about contending, you know, even or just serious about making the playoffs. And I don't see the Hornets as that kind of team. I'll tell you this, Dwight Howard in that season, I think that's the last season that I was like covering, like going to most of the Hornets home games and like covering them sort of like a beat Mm -hmm. podcaster reporter. And I remember walking out one night, Dwight Howard didn't talk to the media and I think he, he had a rough game. The Hornets lost. He didn't talk to the media, and I walked out, and I saw him shooting free throws in the practice facility. I go, oh, man, that's, you know, Dwight Howard, dedicated, trying to get, work his game out, you know, after a loss. That's admirable. And then later I would go and, like, research it, and he does this everywhere. He avoids the media and then goes and, like, and uses, like, practicing his free throws as an excuse. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Dwight, you got me again. Um, last thing on Dwight, there is a fun video that exists of me and Dwight on a, on the team's Snapchat account when the media gave him the Snapchat account and just had him go all across media day. And Mm so I interviewed him for my previous radio station and he made fun of my deep voice that there there's a video out there of him doing that. Yeah. He's a, how did he, how did he make fun of it? Did he just, did he mimic you or? Uh, so he was showing a bunch of people to, and I was the last one that he showed to the camera or to the people on Snapchat. And then I waved and said, how's it going? And he said, whoa, how's it going? And then so that's how he made fun of me. <laughs> <All right. laughs> that's Dwight cool. Howard. All right, last one before we move on to the next segment. What else do you have for us? Oh, let's see. Let's go to Tuesday's show, the salute okay. that we did to Kelly Oubre. And the Aaron Fisher one says, so sad Kelly has to leave. We'll especially miss all the positive vibes. Also, Muggsy was the best. So fun to watch as a kid. That's what made me a fan. Yeah, Muggsy was number four on the top 35 Hornets list of all time. We still have the top three to get to, but I think that was in reference to Muggsy. And yes, salute to Kelly Oubre, who did bring the vibes, who also brought... One of the best nicknames in Charlotte Hornets history, as revealed on your top 35 list. Uh, one more quick stuff. comment that doesn't yeah. need, I don't think it needs any comment from us, is from Mason Fine, who says, I'm not sure what the broadcast situation will look like. Uh, this is in reference to our conversation about Valleys, the bankruptcy, will they pay the Hornets uh, on October 1st, and November 1st to broadcast the games. Mason says, I'm not sure what the broadcast situation will look like, but if we lose Eric, Dell, and Ashley, I will start a one-man riot on trade street i don't yeah. think it's gonna be a one man i think i think uh women children men all all are gonna join on that ride <laughs> on trade street if if we don't get eric collins no that trio is beloved and and the trio with stephanie reddy of course was beloved we've had some good trios with this hornets broadcast crew starting of course with eric collins and del curry that'll do it for the sicko satchel it's time we try to finish this thing up before the season starts i have no clue if we're going to be able to but we attempt it Coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. We continue our journey through who wore it best. Over two seasons now, two off seasons. We've been <laughs> it doing might be this. Three. It might be we, three. Walker. I know. 
I know, I know, I know. We continue our journey to try to finish the, this thing before we get to the regular season. This episode is brought to you by Ibotta. We, uh, excuse me, it's brought to you by Ibotta sometimes, but also DoorDash. How about DoorDash? If you're missing the syrup for your pancakes, or if you just ran out of your favorite coffee creamer with DoorDash grocery delivery, you can get what you want right when you need it. Love the convenience of getting what you want right to your door with DoorDash grocery delivery. You can stock up for the week or you can order last minute cravings conveniently we do this all the time doordash i'm telling you right now we are your biggest customers by far in this household <laughs> if you've burnt your last piece of toast if your avocado has gone bad it doesn't really matter there are plenty of things that you can go to doordash for and they can deliver it right to your door get 50 percent off your first doordash order up to 20 dollars value by the way when you use code locked on nba at checkout limited time offer Terms apply. That's 50% off up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNBA. Don't forget, that's code LOCKEDONNBA for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. One more segment to go. Locked on Hornets. All right, even with our sense of urgency to complete this Who Wore It Best list, we do need to go with the Kai Jones update just real quickly. Doug, I understand you have the latest Kai Jones update. Uh, yes, this is from 13 hours ago on X. Kai Jones says, I'm going to outer space. Hmm, okay. How many emojis can you count? One, two, uh, peace sign, goat, rainbow, butterfly, gold medal, 100, two hearts, and a UFO. All right. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for the latest Kai Jones update. We will continue to keep you updated on Kai Jones. Let's now go to who wore it best. We go through each jersey ever worn, each number jersey ever worn, and then we decide who wore that number best during their time with the Charlotte Hornets. It doesn't matter if you wore it with another franchise and then spent maybe just a couple of games here, a couple of years. It doesn't matter. You have to have worn that number here with the Charlotte Hornets. So, Doug, what number are we on? We are on number 15. We've gone from number 98. We are all the way. We've descended down to number 15. And Walker, there's going to be some appreciation talk here, but not a lot of debate. Number 15, I'll read you the name. Starting in 1992 with Cedric Hunter. 1998 to 1999, Corey Beck. Who can forget 2006 to 2007, Allen Anderson. Michigan State, right? Yes, yes, I remember those Michigan State teams are fun. Yeah. Ryan Hollins. I'll tell you this about Ryan Hollins. Uh, Could shoot a three in 2K as a member of the LA Clippers. And I don't know if he could do it in real life, but on 2K, Mm -hmm. you could get away with a little Ryan Hollins pick and pop. I believe that was, I want to say, 2K10. So if you've got 2K10 hanging around on the shelf, pop it in. Just a pro tip. LA Clippers, Ryan Hollins, Mingo Bango. Up there with Keyshawn Johnson as a couple of Charlotte professional franchise players that have hosted First Take on ESPN. So big ah, shout to Ryan Hollins. Trivia. All right, continuing on, uh, Gerald Henderson, 2010 to 2012, sported the 15. And then the man that took over the number 15 from Gerald Henderson, the one, the only, one of the greatest Hornets of all time, Kimba Walker, 2013 to 2019. There you go. There's Some- the list. Some real appreciation. We could do a whole show on this if you wanted to move on or a whole segment, I should say. Did you want to do that and do the appreciation thing for Kimba? Or is this so easy that you just want to move on and try to continue to get 
over uh, some of the other numbers. We, well, listen, I think this show has chronicled Kimba's career, uh, you know, a ton. I mean, we could we could talk yep. about it, but I, I, you know, in the service of getting through this this season, I think we should move on. But but I'll say this, you know, he's I, he might be the best to wear a Hornets jersey, period. Mm-hmm. And and there's one guy on the roster right now that could challenge that. And that's LaMelo Ball. But he's got a long way to go. Because Kimba yeah, Walker, he's, uh, he's 11th on the official list, and we have uh, not seen Kimba's name come up yet. So, right, so we don't know. You know, do you have Kimba number one? Do you have him number two? I mean, that's it's going to be that's going to be something that I really pay attention to because honestly, on my list, he's number one. Uh, you know, okay. in terms of the, the record books, you know, he holds uh, most of uh, the scoring yeah. records for and 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 it, yes, it was a little bit of compiling. I mean, he was here a long time, but at the same time. You know, he, d- he does it. Uh, Multi-time all-star, all-NBA player, longevity, done. He, I mean, he's the only one that checks all those boxes. Right, and he, but he comes in as, as a high-profile college player, college scorer, champion, and struggles a little bit out of the gate. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know that a lot of us were, like, super certain. It gives me some of these Bryce Young vibes that I'm feeling right now for the Carolina Panthers. Like, ooh, I'm a little... I don't know about this guy, you know? Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah. But we were like that for a couple of seasons. We didn't know about this guy. I mean, it was exciting to watch. And mid-range Maven, like, is this guy, is he ever going to make an all-star game? And then Steve Clifford comes along. And, uh, they, you know, he has a conversation with Kemba. And is like, look, you can have a fine career playing your exact game. You know, what you're doing right now, you can have a fine career. Or you can, you know, work with my shooting coach. And we can get you... Uh, to a level of three-point shooter that you can take your offensive game to a level where, you know, sky's the limit and the rest is history. So Kimba Walker dedicated the time in the gym to making that game transformation. And it's so hard to do when you're, when you're a college star, when you're a champion, like to, 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 I think humble yourself in that way is super rare and Kimba did it. And and then he put the team on his back for, you know, four or five seasons. Amazing stuff. Sure. All right, I'll give my Kimba thoughts later, but yes, agree 100% with all of that. Okay. Number What's Did next? I Bogart did I Bogart the time there? Did I block you out? Did I just set, you know, just do this right No. There? No, I was not going to. I I yes, we were just going to move on. I was not going to give you the Kimba thoughts cuz that will be doing it twice soon. Oh yeah, yeah, cuz you're doing the list. Yeah. Yes. I I will say Kimba didn't I don't know if Basketball Reference has a nickname for Kimba, Cardiac. Cardiac that's Kimba. one of the ones on my Yeah, that's one of, I don't even know if it made my honorable mentions. I didn't like it. Uh, yeah. He was a member of like those, I think they called that Bobcats team in reference to a previous Panthers team. They sort of made the Yeah, the Cardiac Cats. Yeah. Yeah. And, and there was a t-shirt that while he was a member of the Hornets, there was that Cardiac Kimba t-shirt, I think, that came out. But I, I never bought into that nickname, so he's not going to make my list. Number 14. <laughs> <laughs> number 14 Uh, yeah number 14 ricky green 1989 i'll tell you another nickname that didn't make my list but an interesting nickname ricky green his nickname was fastest of them all that's just a sentence i've never heard (laughs) it's a a weird nickname right yeah okay Uh, but he was super fast uh 1996 Corey beck 1997 Mm. to 2000 anthony mason 2009 to 2012 dj augustine oh boy 2013 to 2020, a couple of names on here that I'm oboing. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, uh, 2021 to 2022, of course, and 2023, Nick Richards. 
And then 2023 as well, it lists Kobe yep. Simmons. Yep. Uh, but that's, yeah, he's not going to be a member. He's already released by the Charlotte Hornets. Uh, might might be with the Swarm team, but not going to be with the Hornets in 2023. Well, he disappeared so, in the games in the second half of this past season, so that's why. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So 20, yeah. So 2022, 23, yeah. Kobe Simmons, free throw, um, free throw. Pretty clear here. Attack. Anthony Mason is the guy that wore it best, having been an All NBA member, All Defensive Team member with this squad, 97 to 2000. Love Anthony Mason, top 10 Charlotte Hornet of all time. The other two names: DJ Augustine, Michael Kidd Gilchrist. Uh, the the angriest I've ever been at the draft is when they traded away SGA because I loved him so much. The second angry, the, the earliest that I was very angry at the draft was when everybody, everybody knew Brooke Lopez should be the selection for the Hornets. I mean, you could have been a casual college basketball fan. The Bobcats needed a big. It was that simple at that time. Oh, best player and best fit. It matches up. The stars align. Brooke Lopez, he's the selection. Larry Brown, oh, no. No, 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 no. DJ Augustine, yes. Even with Raymond Felton, we are going with DJ Augustine on this Bobcats team. Everybody very frustrated. Long career, good backup point guard. But, man, missing out on Brooke Lopez, that was pretty hard. We haven't gotten to number 11 yet, but I'll just tell you, looking at the list, Brooke Lopez would have easily worn it best at number 11. <laughs> yeah. But no, uh, so yeah, I, I agree with all of that. I was very frustrated by that. Um, not that I was like paying super close attention to the Bobcats at the time, but that definitely made me not pay any more attention knowing that they passed up on <laughs> Brooke Lopez and yeah, uh, yeah, those were tough real. years, but I agree. Anthony Mason, uh, great ahead of his time, uh, ball handling, uh, point forward uh, had so you know had a questionable off the court record as a member of the New York Knicks, but generally uh, stayed in line and stayed out of trouble when he was a member of the Charlotte Hornets. Played a ton of minutes, was an All NBA player, and uh, you know a great rest in peace, Anthony Mason. Uh, last thing here, just before we end, I do want to talk a little bit about MKG because it's the saddest for me to be honest with you. Yeah. I just hate how his career ended up. I, it was. Now he's considered this monster bust. He's the butt of the joke of the Bobcats not getting the number one overall selection. And also having Bradley Beal go number three, that kills him too. MKG comes in, has the well-documented stuttering problem. So he's got to battle through that, this lifestyle of going from college to the NBA and works at it and becomes a lot better at speaking to media. I remember him when he joined the, I believe, Woj pod and talked about it. And it was a really uplifting story on how he was able to get over a personal insecurity. Okay, so then once he starts to figure out his jump shot, even the tiniest bit, he gets hurt after only playing seven games. And he was pretty important in those seven games. Defensively, really valuable. I thought even offensively was a good slasher. And then you start to see James Brego, he comes in and that's when it all like immediately comes to a halt. We all know it was disappointing. Even if he got to a second contract, it was a little disappointing, but I'll never forget that media day when MKG said, no comment. What's your role going to be? No comment. Two, two questions asked. He wasn't about, he knew, he knew what it was about to be and he was not going to be on the team much longer you know, stopped with the Dallas Mavericks, wouldn't play much there. And that was the end of his NBA career. But I, I feel bad about this one because clearly he didn't live up to a number two overall billing, but also to say he was a massive bust. Like there were times where people liked MKG and 
there were times where people would talk about how important he was, but it, it never did work out. And I just feel sad about that one. So those it's are my the feelings. Cur- yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing your feelings <laughs> and being vulnerable and opening up on Thank this uh, podcast. I always appreciate that. It Thank is you. the curse of the 2013-14 Charlotte Bobcats. I think someone, I don't know who, I don't know if it was someone on the coaching staff, I don't know if it was Michael Jordan. I think Michael Jordan already sold his soul to become the greatest player of all time. But I think someone sold their soul in order for that team to finish with 43 wins because that team had no business uh, winning 43 games. And the way they did it with the the back half run, like just an incredible back half run, Mm -hmm. uh, that team was like underwater by more than 10 games in like – I don't know how to check it, but it was like January, late January or February. Like, it's crazy how underwater that team was until all of a sudden they weren't. Someone sold their soul to make the playoffs and lose in the first round <laughs> in yeah. four games to the Miami Heat. But, you know, all of these players on this roster, Al Jefferson, Michael Kidd Gilchrist, uh, Kimba Walker are obviously the major three. All of them had, I would say, sour endings to their career and, and certainly with the Hornets as well. Like I, I wouldn't, I didn't love how Kimba left the Hornets. I thought it was necessary, but it was, it was still sad. It was real ugly. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, of course you just chronicled MKG. Al Jefferson had the injuries uh, that eventually sent him to the bench. He would come back and be a starter in a, in a rotation move in that, uh, in that series against Miami in 2016 that they almost won. And then mm-hmm. they didn't. So he couldn't even be the hero in that moment. And then you just go down the list. Biz. Chris Douglas Roberts, Ben Gordon, uh, Josh McRoberts, Gary Neal, uh, Pargo. I think Pargo might be the lone exception. He, you know, he yeah. he, he aged gracefully. Um, and then, well, I would say <laughs> the one guy that might have a decent ending to his career, it's strange to say, is Cody Zeller. He got to go to a finals with the Miami Heat. That's Shouts true. to Cody. That that is true. Yes, Breaking Cody Zeller. Curse. He he had he had the happy. Uh, he had the. <laughs> I was going to say happy ending, but that wouldn't sound right. So I'm not going to go that. And route. then Patrick Ewing. Uh, you know, Patrick Ewing gets his dream head coaching job, and that flames out pretty. That's true. Miserably, man. This I'm telling you, 13, 14 Bobcats. The curse. It's real. By the way, 2018, 2019, MKG's last full season with the Hornets. I remember making this point on Locked On Hornets. It was my first year, and people thought I was crazy, but I stand by it. How about a 34% three-point field goal percentage in 64 games? I remember, like, this is what you want from Ben Simmons, right? Take take less than a three a game, mm-hmm. but don't be so blatantly passing them up to the point where no one respects you at all. Mm-hmm. And then maybe you run into 34%. Like, that is, it's not good. But if we consider 36 average, it was good enough for MKG to just go ahead and let that thing fly. If they were so soft, if they were so back, then yeah, I, I just, and and I remember like everybody say, oh, oh God, don't let him shoot whatsoever. Yeah. We all know the meme of his elbow being like parallel with the floor. We all know that meme, but 34% is that that's the Ben Simmons argument. Just, just shoot it every once in a while. Don't yeah. never shoot it. Well, I'll say this to connect it back to our opening segment. If Mark Williams takes less than a three a game and hits it at a 34% clip. Yes. Yes. That, that changes the trajectory of his career. And I think would change the trajectory of next season. If he is any kind of threat from outside Um, that could open up a lot for Steve Clifford and, and these boys. All right, that'll do it for Locked On Hornets. We got through a couple of who wore it best. We will continue on our trek to finish all of that. 
next week, possibly as we get closer to the regular season. Thanks for making us your first listen. Make your second listen game to game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result locked on game to game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only locked on can deliver. Follow game to game on locked on NBA available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. That's Doug Branson. Go check out a Substack every hornetsboxscore.com. Can they text you over the weekend, Doug? And if they can, how would they be able to do so? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on Hornets. It's basically like you get my phone number. I just texted someone texted me this morning uh, about this whole Austin Rivers, Miles Bridges kerfluffle. Uh, so, you know, I texted back my thoughts to that person individually. It's cool. Join subtext.com forward slash Locked on Hornets. I also give you some hair tips because the hair, it's still there. It's, it's herring today. Your hair is absolutely herring today, and I appreciate that. Um, I'm Walker Mail. You can listen to me on WFNZ every weekday. You can't text me. I apologize, but you can text Doug, and Doug can tell me all about your text messages. Have a great weekend. Pull for the Panthers. Let's go one and two at least. Please, God, so it makes my job easier. We'll be back with you on Monday. Hair Jordan. 